Hey, what's going on, everyone? It is Wednesday the 13th, not Friday the 13th, but Wednesday the 13th. So that is Inner Circle Day. What's up? It's Charlie, Ivan, and Melanie. What's going on, guys? What's up? What up? Welcome to the Inner Circle, people. <laughs> Hi, guys. Yes. What up, our special guest? Actor over here, Rudy Rue. Yeah. Oh. Hey, hey, hey. I'm in the building. I'm in the building, baby. <laughs> yes, yes. We have special guest, actor, poet, our boy Rudy Cabrera. What's up, dude? I'm good, man. I'm good, man. <laughs> Blessed to be here. Happy to be here. You know what I'm saying? Just ready to have some good conversation with some good people, man. Yes, definitely. Awesome. 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 So how's that let's really quick how's everyone's weekend how was how's everyone doing melanie ivan uh my weekend was good it was jam-packed with work stuff um tried to watch last week's episode uh it was great great job without <laughs> me <laughs> uh, <laughs> it feels so empty without me <laughs> right no but this weekend was fun we actually had a little cute picnic me and Charlie. Yeah, mm. Oh, that's right. I've yeah. seen pictures of it on wait, yeah. either Facebook it was, or Instagram. Park, yeah, yeah. It was a I lot of wine of involved. But yeah, it was it was really cute. It was a cute moment. And this weather is like amazing. I can't wait till it gets colder. Oof, well, no, it's, 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 not too cold. It's Rudy's, no. too cold. It's Rudy's favorite um, season, fall. Um, Rudy, Absolutely. what's up, dude? How are you? How, how's Absolutely. life? How's, I'm great, man. I'm great, man. You know what I'm saying? Like, like you said, it's the fall time, so now I can operate a little bit more. My allergies ain't killing me no more. <laughs> I, I can breathe, you know what I'm saying? Nice. So, you know have yeah, that puffiness right definitely. here in the eyes? Yo, I hate that shit. You oh, go all puffy, God, and it's like runny nose, and it's just like allergies, and facts, it's, it's, facts, it's, it's, it's the facts, worst. Facts. You keep putting eye drops in your eyes, but talk about that. So fall is your favorite season, you said? Yes, oh. yes. And I tend to just get busier during the fall for whatever reason. Like, you know what I mean? Like, for, I, I don't know what it is about about the career path that I chose, but mm. fall is just like, you know what I mean? That's when, yeah. like, things start getting more planned out more. So I can see, but, yeah. you have more more to play with, you know, like, scenery-wise. You know, like, when it's dark, like, it gets dark early, you know, and just, yeah. like, you know, like, that nice fall, like, you know, especially for your type of uh, film that you do. Uh, for me, I think the busiest season would probably be, like, December. You gotta think Christmas, mm. Christmas shopping, all this Christmas stuff. Then, then it's yeah, like New Year's right after, or actually even before that, like Thanksgiving, and then like three or two weeks later is like Christmas, and then it's like New Year's. Yeah, it's like shit. I like for yeah, it's busy, it's busy. <laughs> but um, Rudy, so for the people, we're gonna talk deep red. Congratulations on your new film. If you guys haven't watched it on YouTube, make sure you guys stream it. We're definitely gonna get into that. Um, but first, for the people who may not know you, um. Tell us who is Rudy Cabrera. You're an actor, poet. Tell us about you. Tell the people. Yes, um, uh, born and raised here in Providence, Rhode Island. Um, I got into acting at a young age, um, off a whim, really. Like, um, I found an interest in acting in in ninth grade, uh, basically because my mother was on my ass telling me I had to find an after school hobby or a job. You know, Charlie <laughs> actually knows my mom, so she knows. I do. He, I love he your knows, mom. He knows she's a sweet woman, but she don't play. You know mm. what I'm saying? So, <laughs> but um, but but through that, um, I ended up finding a program in my in my school. Um, I went to Central High School. It was an acting program that that they did one time, and I got in it, and and you know, it gave me like just this sense of belonging that I really needed at that age and, and, you know, grew an interest, um, in the process of rehearsing and everything like that. And, 
you know, and then eventually like I found my way to uh, mixed magic theater in 11th grade, actually, by a different English teacher who introduced me to uh, Ricardo Pitzwiley. And from there, man, just, you know, started working with them. And, and it, it was just like this big snowball effect. You know what I mean? Like, um, I really took the time to kind of like reculture myself and, and, and embrace things that I once thought was like really corny. You know what I'm saying? Like the theater, like Shakespeare and things of that nature. You know what I'm saying? Um, and yeah, once I got into it, man, I just, I just fell in love with it and just didn't stop. You know, like it, I went, it's funny I went, you, it's funny you ahead, say corny. It's, it's funny you say corny and stuff because but many people, they would think like, oh, acting and all that stuff, that's that's whack or that's wussy or whatever. And that's cool. How have you dealt with that? Like in, you know, throughout since high school, finding your passion and then having to deal with maybe some of your boys are like, ah, you know, how have you dealt with that? Or have you had face any what? challenges like that? To be, on, to be honest, as far as my boys are concerned, I got real lucky that they never gave me backlash for it. They just was just that's happy to just see me, you know, see me doing something. I mean, I started to see them less, right? Like there were certain people, certain people that I went to school with and that I grew up with and stuff like that would show up and, and support it and stuff like that. But for the most part, though, a lot of people I just, I just didn't really see as much. But anytime I did see them, they were always just happy for me. You know what I mean? Um, and I think, uh, uh, see, we love movies, so it's not it's not about it's not about acting necessarily because if I was doing movies from the beginning, I think it would have a different kind of reaction to it, right? Because we love we love film in our in our culture, but we're not you know a lot mo most of us don't grow up going to go see plays, going to the theater and stuff like that, and we have these preconceived notions about it. Um, mm -hmm. So for me, for me personally, um, I got into um, certain projects that were very. Um, very different as far as like what people normally expect from the theater. Um, like I was part of a project early on called the Moby Dick Project, which took the novel um, Moby Dick and actually also told a contemporary version that was influenced by street culture. You know what I mean? It, it contemporized the original story into a story about a young girl named Alba, who's the leader of a street crew called The One. And her little brother Pip gets killed in a drive-by shooting by white thing white thing being the contemporary version of Moby Dick that represents the entire like cocaine cartel manifestation and the way it like deals in our everyday lives, right? And we told both stories simultaneously on the same stage. So on the same stage, we had a, a ship and we also had train station seats, you know what I mean? And, and each story kind of mirrored each other. So what you saw happen in the original story, you saw happen in the contemporary story. So that was something for me that very early on in my acting career, I realized that our story has purpose in the theater. You know what I mean? That it's not just all this contemporary, I mean, all, all this classical stuff or whatever that you can tell contemporary stories. And so, um, you know, I went trying to push that and trying to get people to see that side of it. And, you know, it was, it was difficult. It was a fight that I really committed myself to for, for a long time of trying to get people from our community into it. And anytime that there was a show that um, uh, someone was producing a play like their shows like uh, Motherfucker with a Hat uh, oh my bad am I not supposed to curse I'm good on cursing right? <laughs> you can curse <laughs> oh, no, right. there was a play called Motherfucker with a Hat um, uh, uh, Jesus Hop the A Train that I did um, Top Dog Underdog these are all like very like contemporary style um, uh, theater shows 
And whenever I would do those kind of shows, I would go above and beyond and trying to promote. Like I would go to hip hop um, radio stations, local hip hop radio stations and stuff like that or whatever, and really would go out of my way to try to get people from the hip hop side of the community or whatever to be interested. And it, it, was a, it was a gift and a curse because there's a lot of people that rock with me personally because as a poet, as an actor, I was, I was one of the people that would go to these hip hop events, right? And I would befriend a lot of these rappers. And, and um, even as a poet, I was the poet that would come to a hip hop open mic and rock out with the MCs, even though I was doing spoken word poetry. So they have a certain affinity for me personally. They just don't necessarily care for what it is that I do overall. Like they, they're not necessarily into spoken word, poetry, open mics and poetry slams. They're not necessarily into theater, but they rock with me personally. Right. So I was able to get some people into it. And when they did show up, they were, it, it was the same reaction. It was like, oh, I didn't know. I didn't know theater could be this way. You know what I'm saying? I always thought this was some old white people shit. that's that's a stigma that that's a stigma that a lot of people especially here like growing up in new york a lot of people say you have to go to broadway you have to see musicals and look and watch plays and stuff and people from inner from inner cities they don't grow up with that they're not able to buy tickets or they don't think that that's like cool enough or hood enough to do. So the fact that you guys are taking adaptations of like famous plays and stories and turning it into something more relevant is pretty dope. Thank That's you. really Thank awesome. You. Yeah, it was it was it was a it was an amazing project. Unfortunately, you know, it didn't have the effect that I had hoped it did. You know, um, a lot of times what ends up happening is like you said, because we don't grow up with it in our culture going to go see plays. We don't grow up with it as an accustomed, right? Because it's an experience when you go to go see a play. It's, it's oh, yeah. you have to make a commitment to you have to make a commitment to the date to go. You have to, mm-hmm. you know, if you got kids, find a babysitter. You know what I'm saying? If if uh, you gotta you gotta drive down there, you gotta find parking, you gotta do all these things, you gotta buy tickets in advance. It's 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 a real commitment that you really have to make as an audience member. You don't grow up doing that you know, it's, 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 it's a, it's a new thing to a lot of people. And um, unfortunately it ends up, it ends up being a thing where, um, you know, you end up kind of telling this story that people from where we're from could relate to, but it actually ends up mainly just being the same people that, you know what I mean? Like you end up telling the story for white people. (laughs) Yeah, that's true. And because that's what they do. Honestly, like it, it sounds really messed up to say this, but like, going to the to Broadway shows and plays and stuff, that's like white people sports, kind of. You don't necessarily hear of people of color wanting to go because they feel like they probably don't have the opportunity or the resources to do it. So that wouldn't be for them, like for them to choose to go to a play or a musical, they'd rather go to a concert or go yeah. somewhere like a, a summer jam, some shit like that, yeah. you know? I, well, I, yeah. Listen, shout out to my, my grandmother because since I was like little and I would come visit her, this is when I lived in, in Providence and I would come visit her over here in New York. She would, you know, she's the one that actually got me like enamored and like these Google eyes of like a Broadway show. Like mm-hmm. she took me right. to my first one, like Wizard of Oz. I mean, I believe that was my first one. And the production, it was at Madison Square. And like, it was so cool. And like, since then, She's like taking me to different ones and then me myself 
um, going. Like ever since that experience, I've always loved the Broadway experience. I've always loved art. Oh. And um, that, um, and really quick, um, we have our uh, circle friend Alberto commenting live, and I believe his he went to school in New York. Some school systems here also didn't provide classes or activities like that. I know yeah. for me in Providence, we both were in Providence. You said Central had this. I went to Hope, and Hope definitely had an arts magnet. And and I was in all. I was in voice. I was in theater. <laughs> I was in dance. So you know, we are fortunate to be able to have something somewhat in our schools, like yeah. you know, you and I. I actually, but you know what's funny though, Charlie? You know what's funny though is that it was only that one year that they did it. The all four years that I was here was only oh, that wow. one year. Wow. It was only oh, that wow. one year, and it was it was one teacher that just happened to be doing it. And what's so crazy is that I think about sometimes is like how much so many things had to fall in line for me to even find it in the first place, right? I had to have my mother on my ass because I I, I was being lazy. I almost got expelled in in the beginning of 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 the year and um in ninth grade um for a fight that I got into. If the kid if the kid that I got into it with didn't go to another school, I would have gotten kicked out. Oh wow. So, so it's possible, you know, like I really, I really found it by the skin of my teeth, you know, so wow. many things had to fall in line for me to even, for me to even find, for me to even find this. And, and this, this literally saved my life. You know, who knows, who knows what kind of stupid stuff I would have gotten into at that, at that time period. You know what I mean? Because I needed something to really, my thing was, I wasn't a bad kid. I was never a bad kid. I just, I needed something to define myself by and you that mean, influence. You didn't need like an outlet. And at that age, it's very strong, you know? Like an outlet, something to like express yourself somewhere where you can like, you know, like put shit down on paper or even acting. Because um, one of the reasons why I like I wanted to go to Hope also was for the acting. but I, I didn't end up going there. I went to Mount Pleasant. But I feel like in, in acting, like you step out of yourself and you're playing some some somebody else. It's a way of expressing yourself, you know, like representing or sh showcasing this person. Um, yeah. So yeah, I think I think the arts is beautiful. I think even rap, like if you think about rap, rap is pretty much poetry. You know, you put a hard beat behind Absolutely. it. You know, especially the old school rap. The rap nowadays is it's it's less like BS, like noise that they're doing. But back rap, in the day, rap is an acronym. Rap is an acronym stands for rhythmic African poetry. That's yeah. what it stands for. Yeah, and it's, you know, it's, it's, it's all part Come of on arts. Now. It's what was that? Of, Tell the people, educate the people, Rudy. Come on now. <laughs> Come it's, on it's, now, educate me. It's all part of the arts, you know? So it, uh, yeah. poetry, uh, rap, it's all inclusive with theater and acting and all this stuff, you know? Um, so yeah, I, do, I feel like um, people need to realize that. But uh, to uh, Albert's point, what he was saying is a lot of schools don't offer this. A lot of music mm. programs, especially like in our in our state, were cut back. You know, like now you're seeing some schools that are bringing it back and stuff like that. And I, I, I feel like yeah. it was a disappointing to take that away from kids. I, I feel like music is a beautiful way for people to understand their feelings and be able to express themselves. You know, same thing with poetry and, well. and, and acting. Yeah, poetry, yeah, and acting. The arts, yeah, basically, the arts. Yeah. They all fall on that that mm -hmm. art umbrella. And it's funny how um, we talk about hip hop and acting because we're gonna be talking deep red in a little bit with the star of yes. deep red rudy um but first ivan you have a game for us yes you have a quick game for us to have a fun and break the ice with, <laughs> with our special guest so take it uh, take it away yes so we are playing body count and body count Woo! not 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 for <laughs> us don't worry about it. nobody's gonna be put on blast Ain't nobody got explaining to do afterwards. <laughs> Nothing like that. No, baby, I swear that was before you. Nothing like that. <laughs> what I'm saying is body count as in horror, uh, villain, 
type of murderers. Um, yeah, you know, all our favorite horror movies. I feel like we're all horror fans here, uh, to a point. So let's get started. First one that we have. And Rudy, you'll be the first one. You're on the hostage. So you'll be oh, yeah. The you, you have to answer okay. right, whether right, you right, have right. to answer which one has the body, higher body count out of the two items that are present to you. Yeah. You have to okay. guess which one. And, to, and, to, and to, give, to give a little bit of clarity, even though I was in a horror film, I'm actually not even <laughs> that much into horror. But, but we're going to play along. We're going to play along, though, baby. Let's go. Me neither. Right. Disclaimer. <laughs> Me neither. So I know I'm going to lose, but whatever. Well, the two horror fans are wearing horror shirts right now. All right, all right. I love it. I love it. <laughs> all right, first ones: uh, Michael Myers or Jason Voorhees. Hmm. Body count. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go on a limb, and I'm gonna guess and say Jason. Jason. What? Melanie. Body? Oh, do we have Melanie, to say the number I, or just say who has? Wait, the wait, most? not yet. Not, not I'm just, yet. I'm just gonna say. I'm. Just, I'm just gonna say who who I think got more. No, no, no. Who, who got more? They're not going to know the exact, exact okay. number. Okay. We can't do that to these poor people. Um, <laughs> okay, Melody, Melody, let, let's put you into the mix. Who do you think got the highest number? Me and Ivan, no. Who do you think I, got the highest body count? Uh, I'm going to go with Jason also because Michael's always missing his, his shots. All right, Ivan, who is it? <laughs> who is it? The answer is... Jason Voorhees with 158 kills. Hey. Michael Myers okay. has 121. <clears throat> what? Oh, and really quick, really quick, for the horror fans, that's not including, if you're listening to this podcast on Friday or after Friday, that is not including the new movie's kills. So it's not including okay. Halloween kills body count. Mm. Don't be coming out of saying, no, it's actually this match. <laughs> That's I thought look. of that. I thought of that too when I was answering the question. I, as as you guys were going on, I was like, "Wait, I think Michael Myers has more movies, though, so he mm. might." No, 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 no. I'm not counting. And from what I hear, this movie he's killing a lot of people. So Mike Myers might might rise to the might beat Jason after this movie. But what's the Probably. next one, Ivan? All right, the next one that we have is Ghostface or Freddy Krueger. Ooh. Um, I'm gonna go with Freddy Krueger only because everybody has to go to sleep at some point. So I feel like he could rack up a lot of bodies. <laughs> mm. My boy, Freddy. he could rack I up, but Freddy. did he rack up? I don't know. We gonna find out. <laughs> we gonna find <laughs> out. I'm gonna stick to my answer. I'm gonna stick to my answer, <laughs> Freddy. We got a few people saying Freddy. Yeah, I would say Freddy comments. too. Ghostface was a joke. What's up? No, well, you're thinking Ghostface from Scary Mood from from the, the comedy one. Not Isn't he the? It's not the same. No, well, no. he they copied. Okay, Scary. What is it? Scary movie is what the comedy one, right? Scary movie is is a knockoff of all the horror movies. Yeah. I know that. So they copied Scream and Scream's Ghostface. Uh, the original Ghostface. Okay. Look at yeah, him. no. Educating. Wait, wasn't the guy um, under? Um, wasn't the guy? His last name is Ulrich or something. He's mad cute. I don't know. But what, I don't know. Like, Whatever. Who's that, who's that the, body, body the most body counts. I'm going to give you the numbers and then we'll see. Freddy Krueger, 43 kills. Ghostface, 49. Close. Uh, close. Wasn't far off, though. Yeah, wasn't it was close. Off. It was close. But I wonder if that includes the, uh, the new one with the new Freddy Krueger. Or does that include was, only Robo England? It was no, it was updated. It, oh, was, it was updated, updated. to two thousand. Yeah, damn. To the, to the, um, the new one. Yeah. Oh, my, my question boy. was: 
Isn't De- um the Ghostface Ski Ulrich the guy from? Yes, he's the original one. Well, there was two killers. Mm. No, um, not from Riverdale. Ski Ulrich. Oh yeah, yeah. He, he is isn't Riverdale. Riverdale. He's a dad. He's a dad. But yes, he uh, was the original Ghostface alongside with um Stu. Spoiler mm. alert, if you haven't seen Scream Part 1 over 20-something years ago. Mm. All right. <laughs> Next, Next one. one. Hellraiser. Or... Pinhead. Oh, yeah. Sorry. Pinhead. <laughs> <laughs> I'll say in the movie title. Sorry. Uh, Pinhead or Leatherface. I'm going to go with... I'm going to go with Leatherface. Leatherface. I feel like Leatherface oh. is more more aggressive. I'm gonna go with Leatherface. I'm gonna go with Pinhead just to debate. All right, <laughs> just to be. Ivan, what is it? So Pinhead, fifty nine kills. Leatherface, thirty four. Pinhead. Damn. 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 You got that. You got that. You got that. <laughs> are they are they doing like a remake or something, or does like another yes. one coming out? And there's gonna be a new Hellraiser. Apparently, it's gonna be a girl playing Pinhead, but. Mm. Yeah. Okay. Who's what's next? Next, we got Leprechaun or Chucky. Oh Chucky. hell no! The Battle of Chucky. the Midgets. Chucky. I'm going, I'm going with, my my spirit my spirit is saying Chucky, so I'm gonna go with Chucky. Chucky. Just looks so evil. Leprechaun used to have a yes. little stance to him, like a little queen. No. Okay, and, Chucky. And I used I used the old Chucky, the old Chucky, because the new Chucky's are not doing it. They're not even that scary. They're so weird. So I'm like, you know what? They're not giving it Botox. Yeah, let's let's go with the Chucky that the real scary Chucky, like the our Chucky version. Not this little stupid bitch dollar we got. Not the Botox days. version. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Leprechaun 42, Chucky 74. That little doll. Jesus. Man. My 74. spirit was, was like, yo, it's definitely Chucky. <laughs> Are you sure it wasn't my shirt? <laughs> I mean, you know, my my spirit would reminded me of your shirt. You know what I'm saying? Damn. <laughs> that little, but it, Le- Leprechaun is, I don't know, he's he's creepy. I don't know. I just never really was a fan of Leprechaun, but Chucky is a badass little doll. Mm. All right. Let's see. Next ones are, sorry, I'm just loading it up. Slowly. <laughs> all right let's go to some uh people i guess real people norman bates or hannibal lecter let's say norman mm. bates norman bates what about you? norman yeah, bates norman because bates. there were more episodes than the movie all right Sorry to disappoint you guys. Norman Bates has 18 bodies. Hannibal Lecter has 27. Oh, jeez. Uh, okay. Wait, okay. where's okay. Norman Bates from? Psycho. That's a movie? Yes. Why did and I think it was a series? Into, um, and then they made it into a series based motel. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Okay, Can I tell you can I tell y'all what I based my answer on? Wow. <laughs> I just literally based my answer. Because Hannibal liked the eight people, right? Yeah. Yeah. Well, he made people, so I was like, he made I was people like, do stuff too. Oh, no, he didn't. Sorry. Go ahead. I was like, I was like, I was like, he probably spent too much time with, with, with his bodies because he didn't have to like, <laughs> up and eat them. Yep. So I was like, he didn't have as much time to kill as Norman Bates did. Yep. Oh, they couldn't find the bodies because he was eating them. And like, yeah, you know, exactly. Exactly. They couldn't uh. find the bodies. 
Gross. The one line from those movies is, it rubs the lotion on its skin or it gets the hose again. Do you guys know that? The <laughs> Buffalo Bob. <laughs> that guy, that creepy guy in the little tunnel. I was like, yeah. Oh, man. <laughs> All right. So let's, let, let's get back to, I mean, since we're on the horror track, Deep Red. Rudy, you yes. are the star of um, um, Deep Red. It's yep. a hip-hop horror anthology. Mm-hmm. Tell us, um, tell us, um, without giving it away, tell us a little bit about your character, Jason, and about the movie Deep Red. Well, um, it, it really started, um, the film itself started um, as an homage to horror films. You know, my brother, um, Lionel Monsanto, AKA Shiesty L, that's his rap name. Um, he, he's, been, he's been a horror film fanatic since the day that I met him. And um, he actually was working on a horror film themed um, EP where he sampled um, different, um, different songs, uh, different horror film music or whatever, um, and, and, and to make a short EP um, like called, called Deep Red. And um, so that was that was where the idea initially sparked from, because his um, his video treatments that he kept coming up with uh, for music videos for some of the songs, he kept making them homages to to some of his favorite horror films. And then he had the bright idea of creating a storyline to connect these you know what I mean? To connect the songs together and stuff like that. So there's there's music in this film and there's a, a storyline where my character, Jason Myers, is talking to one of his exes um, about their relationship. And so it's it's this film that jumps in and out of, it's very like multimedia because it jumps into music and then into the storyline. And it's, um, you know, a big part of the, the film actually ends up being a conversation about love. Um, and so like for anybody who, who might not be a horror film, uh, fan, um, it's, it's the gory parts are very, are very short lived. Mm. You know, they really, they really exist more so in the sections where there are music and also for the people who are horror film fans, you know, you do get your gory fix, you know what I'm saying? But it's also, um, it's also very, uh, detailed, um, uh, uh, very detailed writing. Um, there's a lot of Easter eggs for horror film fans um, in this film. For example, my character's name is Jason Myers. That's actually his full name. You know what I mean? Um, his uh, his his ex, her name is actually uh, Georgina, named after mm-hmm. uh, George George Romero. Um, you know what I'm saying? So so it's it's like it's completely an homage to the love of horror films, but um, but with an original twist on it as well. And um, yeah, it's just, it's just a beautiful film, you know, like I mentioned earlier, you know, I, I didn't necessarily grow up a fan of horror films because um, I had a, like, I always thought the goal for a horror film was to scare you. That was what I always understood it. And I just never got scared watching them. That's really why I couldn't necessarily get into them because it just felt like I could kind of predict what was coming. You know what I'm saying? Mm. But my homie kind of broke it down to me. Um, my man who, 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 who um, you know, wrote it, he kind of broke it down to me as to why he loves it so much. And it's the psychology behind it of what the, the situation at hand, whether it's zombies, whether it's some kind of killer, whatever it is, it's about the philosophy and the psychology of what the situation brings out of people. And um, that made me that much more interested in it because me as an actor, right? Like I don't have, I don't have a specific um, like thing that I'm, that I lean towards. I just love good storytelling. You know what I mean? That's what I love about acting. 
you mentioned love. You mentioned love. Um, and it, it's funny how you you threw that at me. You mentioned love. Um, the love that basically the love is like maybe the horror talking point in the movie. You tell Georgina, has it even ever occurred to um her? Some people don't want to be loved. Do you really think? And because this made me think, it's also thought provoking. You guys definitely yeah. have to check it out. It's also thought provoking. Mm-hmm. Do you really think there's some people out there that don't want to be loved? That really, when when that happened, I had to pause and I'm like, whoa, good question. Mm-hmm. Like that's that's a good point. Like, is there some people yeah. that really feel like, listen, I don't need to be loved. I'm fine. Like, you know, again, watch the movie because there's so much dialogue. Um, and this is just a portion of it. Um, because your character says a lot, a lot that I'm like, yeah. yo. Uh, I think a lot of couples actually, it's not only horror, but a lot of couples are in this situation could relate to this. So like, yeah. you had me like, I have to pause. Do you think there's people that don't want to be loved? What's your take on it outside of your role? Well, um, if I look at if I look at the situation dealing with this movie specifically, um, my character Jason Myers is an absolute narcissist. So mm. I think I think I think for him, he wants to be loved as long as he can control it. Right? He wants he wants to be loved on his terms. The same thing with many people who are narcissistic, right? You know, you see you see it with a lot of narcissistic personalities where they'll cater to whoever likes them at the moment. Right? Which mm. is why you see you see someone like a Trump or whatever who's a clear narcissist, you see him having to do interviews where he's talking about the Bible and and you can tell he's never read it in his life, but in the 90s, he was catering to who? Black people loved him So at that time. So he was catering to Black people. You know what I'm saying? It's narcissistic personalities or whatever. They're going to cater to whoever whoever likes them at that moment, right? But as far as, like, you talk about someone who's sane, right? Let's, <laughs> you know, we have to we have to now take that away because you're, you're asking me a, a general question about just regular human beings. Um, I, think, I think if you put someone in a sane mindset and they're not, um, they're not speaking from a place of their their traumas or their triggers or anything like that. I can't imagine someone just completely being okay with just not being loved at all. Because, it, you know, and love doesn't necessarily have to come from a relationship, you know, or a marriage or anything like that. Love can be the love that you have with your friends, the love that you have with your family. You know what I'm saying? And, and you know what I'm saying? So love love comes in a lot of, a or lot of different things, you know? No, yeah, we, yeah, yeah, yeah. We, uh, we have a we have a Go fun ahead. fun off question from Flex uh-huh. Jose. Um, what did Jason do to his ex to make her so strong? <laughs> that, that's just a funny thing. But on a more serious, on another question that was asked as well, did you have any input in writing the lyrics? The lyrics, no. The lyrics is all is all shiesty. That's all. That's all his um, his material. No, but I had to memorize it, of course. If you if you watched it, um, you'll see that I had to I had to I had to wrap the lyrics back. But um, but no, no, no. I don't. I didn't. I didn't. I, I where I did um, have input though was actually editing the Spanish that was in the that was in the film. <laughs> yeah, definitely noticed I, that. I, 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 noticed I did that. see that. There was definitely Dominican vibes there coming out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> you know, my man, my man, he don't speak Spanish, yeah. so it's like he had to use like the Google Translate. You yep. know what I'm saying? And yep. it was like certain lines were just like, nah, this is not how we talk. Nah. but you know, but he, he, he was, he was dope because he said like he wanted it to be like authentic and stuff like that. So, so you know, he gave me, he gave me the green light to like really edit that that part up. And this was his first, his um, his first script that he ever wrote. 
I think you guys did great. I think the chemistry between you and the and your co-host, I think it was great. It was very, very natural. It sounded very authentic. Even the conversation, body language. I think the whole, yeah. um, just the whole like editing and production of it was very well put together. I like, I like the the um, um, the switching of like camera angles between you yeah. know like it wasn't very yeah. like choppy or anything like that it was very right. very well put together and like i said the, the, the chemistry between you guys i think was very very natural and i think you guys you guys portrayed those characters very well thank you no, yeah you. I, I mean I, I definitely enjoyed gina too i have to give a shout out to the actors as well yeah, at the beginning yeah, like, as soon as it, yeah as soon as it started like i'm like oh she's spicy i love it Obviously, yeah, yeah. you guys have to watch it. Like, so we can show a little clip you do... if you want. We can oh, show... you, you have a clip? If if he wa- if, if, if gave us his permission. Before, before we actually get to the clip, though, I do I do want to um, piggyback a little bit because um, the beautiful thing about this film um, is that, like, so so first of all, I also got to give a shout out to Serge who um, who edited who edited the film. Um, Serge, uh, Tom. And Brent were the the main guys doing the film and audio during the shooting. Um, obviously, I gave a shout out to my brother Shiesty L, who wrote and he directed it. But um, but me, I I, I helped with um, with casting pretty okay. much. Um, outside of the cat, the casting was like a beautiful process as well because um, we were able to get um, some students from the CCRI theater department for the the beginning scene. I don't want to say exactly what it is, obviously, you know, because I don't want to be giving it away, but you guys yeah. saw it. The beginning mm-hmm. scene with all, with all those people, those were actually students um, oh. from CCRI. And one of the, oh, one of the people cool. in there was actually, is actually one of the uh, professors at CCRI in the theater department. And so we were actually able to get a bunch of students to and give them something to put uh, on their resume as well. Yeah. And then everybody else outside of that, I actually casted because, you know, um, uh, Shiesty put that, you know, he, he gave me that trust because he knows that I know people and and you know what I mean? And and um, and that I would be able to read it. I would be able to read what was ne- what was needed of it and be able to know who to place where and stuff. And so, like, to give a shout out to my co-host, though, specifically Cherie. You know, she's a young girl who um, is still like out here, but like like paying her dues and stuff like that. But I saw like there's a thing that happens like anybody who does something for uh, whether it's a boxer, whether it's, you know, a podcaster, whether it's whatever it is. Right. When you when you when you dedicate yourself to something and you learn it as a craft, you could see who has like the spark in their eye for it. Right. Who Who is clearly kind of separate from from the pack. Right. And I saw a long time ago, whatever, that Cherie had something special about her. And so, you know, me and her became really good friends um, because, you know, we have, we've had conversations about identity um, and, and how that plays into, into your career as an actor, you know, specifically talking to her, she's Italian and Puerto Rican. And, you know, I encouraged her to actually like learn Spanish more because, you know, you don't want to have a situation where, you know, you have an amazing role that could pay you good money and they require you to speak Spanish and then now you can't do it because then now you end up missing out on a role. So mm. we became good friends like that and um, would, would go, you know, we would meet up at plays and stuff like that and watch plays together and stuff. And, you know, she said something to me a while ago. She was like, oh, I hope one day I get to work with you. And so when this when this kind of came about, you know, I'm, I'm kind of in the place where like like I'm going to be I'm going to be signing an equity contract now for um, to do a show at, at Trinity Rep. So it's kind of like where she's at and then where where I'm at because I, I've been doing it for so much longer I didn't really see 
the possibility for me and her to just naturally just end up working together, right? Mm-hmm. Or at least not anytime soon. So when this came about, I said, yo, I really need somebody who A, is going to be available, and two, I know can handle the workload to be able to work with me directly because we worked on those scenes directly, me and her, you know, um, uh, meeting up for rehearsals and stuff and, and talking about it. Obviously, I would, you know, um, uh, check in with Shiesty to make sure that we're on the right path because it's his script at the end of the day. But, you know, um, yeah, and I saw her make like just leaps and bounds over the summer. You know what I mean? Like any anything that I threw at her, she just was ready to work and, and ready to learn and ready to adjust and stuff like that. So I'm, I'm super proud of this film for so many reasons, especially that one, because I know that um, I gave her a lot. I gave her a lot of my secrets. <laughs> you know <what> I, mean? <laughs> I gave her a lot, a lot of my secrets. And um, and she was very appreciative of it. Um, and so, like, I'm, I'm very interested to see how she moves forward in, in, in her career um, as an actress and stuff like that moving forward. So, so yeah, so a lot of things really got to fall into play uh, beautifully. Shout out to Shaffany, uh, who, who was in uh, one, of the, one of the scenes. Uh, very short scene, no, no lines, but Shaffany has this amazing, like her eyes are her superpower. I tell her this all the time. And she has this amazing ability to transfer energy and emotion, like, like it's nobody's business and she she has these big beautiful eyes or whatever that she could just she could just shoot emotion right into the screen and stuff like that and, and she did a great job and and even the other brother that was in there my guy Ibrahim he actually uh has never acted he actually stepped in because somebody had to cancel because uh we did we filmed that day um during the tropical storm and one of the guys oh. who I've been there lives all the way in Connecticut now I didn't know that it's my brother my homie Dirty Ice I didn't know that he lived in Connecticut when I asked him to be in the film originally. And um, yeah, so my dude, my dude, Ibrahim, who, who actually, I actually cut his hair. And it was so funny how it happened because that Friday, I'm sitting there cutting his hair and he's asking me, you know, what are you doing for the weekend? I tell him we're filming for the horror film. And he's like, oh, I love horror. You know, and then we end up having a whole conversation about horror films. And um, when when Ice, when we realized that Ice wasn't going to be able to make it, I just threw out a shot and I just was like, yo, would you like to be in the horror film? And he was like, dude, I love it. Like That's <laughs> awesome. You probably sparked his interest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he, was, and he was a natural. He was a natural. Like I said, it was it was a short it was a short thing. But what people don't understand about acting is that a lot of times the roles that you have to do when you don't speak are actually harder than the ones that you have to do when you do speak. That's because, so true. Because it's, it's, you know what I mean? Because you have to be able to convey an energy mm. that you have to be mm. able to tap into without words, you know? And mm. that's, a, that's a different level of, of commitment. You know, it's easy when you have something to say that that kind of ends up guiding you. But it's another thing when you don't say anything and you have to convey a certain kind of emotion. You know what I mean? So he, yeah. and he, he did a great job. You know, he jumped right into it, was enthusiastic. He loved the whole process, you know? And then shout out to um, Medusa Black as well, who um, is a gem into the uh, Providence art community. Um, she's been doing work at um, CCRI Youth Organization for years and years and years, um, has helped people co- uh, who come from, you know, um, very troubled backgrounds and stuff like that, but give them opportunities to express themselves through the arts. And she's one of the most selfless people that I know and one of the most talented MCs, female MCs especially, that I, that I, that I see locally. And, um, you know, she loves horror and and had, you know, expressed to me one time that she was interested in acting. So it was dope to have her do a cameo um, in the film as well. So this this whole film, like it was just like 
the stars really aligned beautifully for um for just how everything came about and i'm just i'm just so proud of it so my, my bad i went i went on the spiel a little bit, but I just, <laughs> nah you know, no, so right. bro it. this is your time you you you, you let us yeah. nah let it put it up ivan do you have a clip yeah i do let's go let's, you guys let's, let's a clip? Clip, man. all right we'll, yeah, play, we'll, we'll play a little bit of it we don't want to give too much of away so it's just a little clip um word up What? You know what, Jason. Pero dime, mi amor. Oh, we're getting cute now, hmm, Mr. Myers? Mr. Jason Myers? Don't call me Georgina, okay? It's just Gina. Even at work, they called me Gina, and don't try to soften me up either by being flirtatious, sin vergüenza. Well, excuse me, Gina. I didn't even think I'd see you again anyway after the way things ended. You didn't seem too pleased with me. And yet here I am, Mr. Myers. You know damn well I hate surprises, Miss Romero. Well, too bad. Surprise, Mama Wevel. <laughs> All right. We need to talk. And when I say talk... She spoke very well, I think, in Spanish. Or the part that she did speak in Spanish. I mean, that was kind of a swear, but... Um, <laughs> nah, she she did pretty well. I didn't know she didn't speak Spanish. I actually thought she was Dominican as well. Well, you, did you Word. say... Yes. Yeah, she's uh, Italian and, and, and Puerto Rican. And that was yeah. one of the things that I told her, you know, she was she was initially kind of worried about that, honestly. And mm -hmm. I told her, I said, you know, just just lean into it as much as you possibly can. You know, once we once we got the OK from um, from Shiesty that this was this was set um, contemporary. He said he wanted it contemporary. He wanted it like you're from Rhode Island. He was like, imagine like y'all are from Cranston or some shit like that. You know what I mean? Like yeah. he, he wanted it. He wanted it authentic. Um, to today. And so I basically told her, I said, yo, imagine like, you know, at people, it, it, when you get into a relationship with somebody, when you've been into, in a relationship with someone that speaks another language, you naturally end up, you know, picking up words from them. So I just was like, don't worry about it. Don't worry about it being said exactly the way, you know what I mean? Because there's no there's no specific race that mm. that is in is in the bio for her. You know what I'm saying? It's just it's just Latina, you know? Yep. So I told her, I was like, yo, just treat it as if like these are just words that you've picked up from being with me for years. You understand what I'm saying? So and, and, and you know, that kind of settled her in to be able to sing it without, you know, without being nervous. But she did a great job. Man. She did a great job. Yeah, she did. I definitely I definitely liked her, especially at the beginning. Like, I'm like, oh, she's spicy. I even put it in my notes. I'm like, oh, Gina, spicy. <laughs> like, I, I even put it in my notes. I'm like, I like her. Like, because I was, obviously, I was watching, I'm doing my notes as a good journalist would. So yeah. I'm like, I love her, spicy. I put it as my, like, side note. But then, the, then again, it progresses. So there's more to it. There's more yeah. to it. Guys, like, if I had, I'm telling you, check it out. It's on YouTube. Share it. Like. We'll definitely be posting it on our social media, on the Inner Circle, sharing it. It is Thank good. It is and good. it's there's a twist. Yes, it's a twist, and it's free. <laughs> so you have no excuse. You have no excuse yes. to not watch that shit while you're taking it. Don't shit. It, don't even take, it don't even take more than an hour of nah, your life. Nah, nah, nah. While you're just sitting there and not totally thinking the shit, yo, just pop that shit on your phone. Just sit there and watch it. Exactly. It's, like, it's like less than an hour. It's like maybe 45 minutes long. And trust me, yeah. there is a twist at the end. It is entertaining. Um, and it's thought-provoking, too. Thought-provoking. Right. It's very musical. And even the musical twist makes you think. Yeah. Even the twist makes you think. But um, really quick, um, Rudy, here at the Inner Circle, we, we have this thing called Circle Talk, um, mm -hmm. which we get into some topics and, we, and, and that's going on and that's trending and all that. 
So we would love you to join us in, 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 in some of the circle talk. Melanie, kick that shit off, girl. All right. So for a circle talk, um, we want to give a big juicy shout out to the state of California for um, getting it together for once and actually passing bills, two bills this week. I want to say well, last they've week. They've done a lot week. of bills. <laughs> they've done a yeah. lot of bills. But we're talking about these specific bills. These two specific bills. The one, the one that I find to be personal to me that I find awesome is um, the bill with the menstrual products. So basically, the latest bill has to do with um, an effort for a law requiring low-income schools and colleges to provide students with free menstrual products. As a female and obviously being in school, having your menstrual cycle and being so young, one, you don't have the money or the luxury to be spending on pads and tampons and all that shit. So for it to be free is actually like a, a great step in the right direction. Um, the second bill, Charlie, you could elaborate, but it has the to second, do with condoms. Yeah. I, I mean, I don't know if Gavin Newsom's trying to be run for president in the future or whatever, but just all these bills that have been coming out in California are like, wow, like he's really trying. Besides that, um, uh, the bill that Melanie just spoke about, also in California, Gavin um, Newsom just passed, stealthing. What stealthing you mean? Well, during sex is now illegal thanks to a newly signed law um, from the legislature of California, the first state in the U.S. to be to ban stealthing, an act that involves secretly and therefore non-consensually removing a condom during sex. So now this is against the law to do that. Now, I mean, I've heard many stories of people that have done this. So when I read this, I was like, wow. Because for years, since I was a kid, I've always overheard grown folk conversations of dudes who've done this. And I've grown, I've heard this, so I'm like, Wow, the fact that this is becoming a law now, but I, it's not so far fetched because I heard this shit when I was little about how men talked about removing the condoms and all that stuff. So I don't know. What do you guys think about it? Ru- Rudy? What's your? I, I would love to take your take on all these California bills, Mister Gavin Newsom's passing. I mean, very, very simple. You know, if you're talking about these two, these two laws specifically, I love it. Like, <laughs> I love it. Um, I, I, I'm very. I'm very big on, you know, respecting a woman's body. You know what I'm saying? Um, it's it, to the point where I've had to break down a lot of bad habits that I had growing up. You know what I'm saying? Like, like, you know, like even, even how we, even how we greet women, you know what I'm saying? Growing up in a Dominican household, you're taught to shake a man's hand and then give a woman a hug and a kiss on the cheek, even if it's the first time you're meeting her. And, um, you know, the older I got, just even learning how something as, that you might look at as not that big a deal initially, um, it's still like, yo, you're invading somebody's space without a, them allowing you to do so. You understand what I'm saying? And it's like, you're, you're, you're making that decision for them. And um, I, I just, you know, I became like a very big component for that. Like, you know what I mean? Like I took a lot of time to really try to understand um, what that means. And so like, I'll be honest, like, I love that because it should it should be consensual. It should if if you if if your partner is okay with removing the condom, that's when it's okay to remove the condom. Before if it, if that's not the case, then no, keep the damn condom on. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Uh, 
That's true. I know. I want to say from experience, from having friends that have gone through it and also watching it on like movies, like um, shows. I think there was one show that I liked a lot on HBO called I May Destroy You. That was something that happened during the show. And I think that it's not spoken about because people think that like in the heat of the moment during sex, you automatically think that whatever turns you on or whatever gets you to that climax level, it's okay. And I don't think that that's right. It should be consensual and it should be something that your partner is aware. And it's not only for women, it should be for men too, because at the end of the day, if two men are having sex, obviously like it just, it doesn't just fall. It doesn't just benefit women. It benefits any human being. Yeah. 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 But now, um no i think i think it's great i think that's something that should have been passed a long time ago because if you do that without letting the person know like you're you're an asshole like for doing that but whatever Mm -hmm. reason you're doing it like i don't know um i i don't know if people are doing it for pleasure or um how many said or whatever reason they're doing it for you know or even to like get the girl pregnant on purpose or anything like that you know like try to keep her like tied down or something like that. that's, Trap that's, her. that's fucked up and it's not and and and, and, and not and not just in that situation and also in, in like the gay community like you know some people mm-hmm. um like either have something and purposely like you know like sleeping with yep. people out there and not letting people know um either whether by mm-hmm. removing the condom or purposely like doing it like that i feel like that's that should be something against that as well it's a good law, yeah. i know and not to mention the names we know a couple of people and I will punch somebody in the throat if I find out you did that to somebody. <laughs> I will seriously punch you as hard as I can in your throat if I find out you did that to somebody because that is fucked up. Your mistake, mm-hmm. your mistake should not be somebody else's mistake because you choose you choose to do like that. So think um, with this head, not the other yeah, head. Yeah, no, because I seriously <laughs> will punch you in the throat and I will not care. <laughs> now we are it is halloween and it's gonna be a year every year there's someone a celebrity getting canceled or whatever because they did a costume that someone didn't agree with and right now the karen costume is a big big talk out there um that a lot of people are reporting about what is the karen costume you may say well i don't know if we have a picture of it but yes we basically do. pick okay let's let's put the picture up can I continue talking while yeah, we put this ahead. picture up? Yeah. yeah, so um, yeah, so this Kyron costume is basically has a lot of people talking, a lot of people are divided, and a lot of people are talking for many different reasons. Um, just think K K um plus eight. That's what the Karen um costume looks like. It's a wig. And basically, we have a lot of people up in storms. We have the black community who's pissed off because it's like, okay. Why? And I don't know, Melody, if you have some of the comments right in front yeah. of you or the Twitter things. So, you want to read some so of them? before, yes, it's it's being sold right now in stores and Halloween stores like Spare Halloween for 20 bucks. But it basically features the picture of a model in a, in the exaggerated bouffant blonde wig and a sweater with a pair of sunglasses and, and a flashing accusatory stare basically like she's staring at you like she wants to speak to your manager the description on the retailer's website it reads everyone will know you're looking to speak to the manager when you compete when you complete your karen outfit with this hilarious karen wig this short and stylish cut is the perfect hairstyle to show everyone you ain't the one to mess with so (laughs) some people on social media found it funny 
Some people found it kind of rude. And basically, they're accusing the Karen cosplay of cashing in on racism. So, so the Black community or the colored community find it kind of like disrespectful and hypocritical that people are getting money off of this. And then the white community got offended because they don't want anyone creating a costume of of basically a white person. So um, one of the comments was, I don't like how they're profiting from the very real issue of racism. Um, yeah, it, it's this is super whack. Absolutely nothing funny about a whole species of people that put black people in danger of losing their lives with a simple phone call. I hate it here. And someone said the way white people have managed to turn this into a joke is honestly so unsurprising. A whole costume for a label that's supposed to identify women who weaponize their whiteness to brutalize black people. Personally, I think that that costume shouldn't be made. That's almost, or shouldn't, so it shouldn't even be celebrated. When I think of Halloween, I think of like cute little horror or thriller costumes. I don't necessarily think of a costume that sparked so much controversy surrounding racism. So I really think that that should be off the shelves, to be honest. What, what do you, you think, think, Rudy? Um, if I can add, like, I think... See, there's a part of me that has a little like like sometimes I like I like humor that can be a little bit dark and edgy, right? You know what I'm saying? Like I can be I can be a sucker for that. So like initially, right? Like let's say the scenario is it's Halloween and somebody created their own Karen costume, right? And and was doing like a funny thing about it. I'm not gonna lie, in that situation, I might be inclined to laugh initially, right? And initially when I hear something like a Karen costume, initially I laugh, but when I do sit down and really think about it, I don't like the fact that it's it's a company mass producing it. You understand yes. what I'm saying? That's what I that's what I don't I don't really care for about it because it is it is a very serious thing and it just comes across like we're not we're not taking this serious. We're just, mm -hmm. you know what I mean? But that's but it's also it's also a thing that I'm not surprised by either though. Right. Because it's like, it's like, this is like, we talk about, people talk about agendas, right? There's always an agenda with everything because companies just want to make money. So they're going to make an agenda out of any and everything and everybody and everything eventually will get pimped. Okay. And <laughs> we saw it with gangster rap in the nineties, gangster rap now. turned into something completely <laughs> different. Right. Because companies were pimping out gangster rap. They're going yeah. to pimp out any and everything. That's why That's why at the beginning of Pride Month, you can see all these pride flags up. Rainbow washing. The they get taken right off, right off. Mm -hmm. Everybody, it's, it's, yo, listen, for as much as I love the LGBT community, it's y'all, it's y'all turn to get pimped. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, if they well, Oh well, a lot of, a lot of, a lot of people, a lot of people, a lot of people benefit off, off, off racism. That's why it's still on. Mm -hmm. That's why it's still going on. A lot of people benefit mm -hmm. on it. Business, politicians, everybody benefits out of it. And they have they have different ways of 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 softening it to get oh. us right. Like like you know what I'm saying. Like you see the George Floyd the George Floyd protests that happened. You know what I'm saying. What I'm saying. And then all of a sudden it's like it's like the equivalent of like when 
when you're in, you see two people in a relationship and one of them is just fucking up, right? They just fucking up in a relationship and their partner just wants them to stop fucking up. And instead they just keep getting them gifts, right? Like, it's like, it's like, please, the black community essentially just says, please stop killing us unjustly. Oh, you guys want a plaza. Okay, got it, got it, plaza. We'll give you a Black Lives Matter plaza. You got it, you know what I'm saying? No, 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 no. We just want you to stop killing us. Juneteenth, holiday, Juneteenth, holiday. Okay, got it, got Ooh, it. That's it's true. Like, on it. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's the equivalent. It's the equivalent of like the terrible, the terrible partner or whatever who goes and buys you gifts or whatever and flowers instead of apologizing and changing their behavior and changing their behavior. Ooh, and I, ooh, ooh, ooh. So <laughs> you know that shit. LGBT. Speaking of the LGBTQ community and plus, we gotta say plus X Y Z because we don't want to get canceled. And Dave Chappelle is a perfect example of that. Um, the internet, as I like to call it, it's in the uproars because of the new Dave Chappelle um, special called The Closer. Now, there's so much to unpack here. We don't have a, little, a lot of time, but basically the trans community and some of the, LGBT, some of the LGBTQ umbrella is pissed off at the new um, documentary. Melanie, do you want to take it away a little bit with this and explain? We could all put our intake, take with this because it's just funny to me and I have a lot to say, but so yes so really quick i don't want to go into a whole spiel but dave Chappelle basically wanted to address the elephant in the room of his previous stand-ups where people felt that he was transphobic and he was very mean and hard on the trans on the lgbt community um one thing that he made clear was that he is not transphobic. He does respect them. But he also feels that they can also be hypocritical as well. So, for example, when the baby, the rapper, the baby got in trouble and got a bunch of backlash and wanting to get canceled for um, making those transphobic comments that he said during um, what was it? Was it Summer Jam? I don't know, but it, it was, was in my head. Or rolling, a, rolling Loud. Rolling Loud. Festival, yeah. So when people noticed that and were so offended by the comments that he's made, but no one ever made any mention or felt any type of way about him killing a man, a black, another black man. So it's like people are picking and choosing what celebrities do that affect them where they should see it as a bigger picture. Personally, I didn't, I thought that some of the things he said were controversial, but I do understand where he's coming from. I can see where people can get upset if they don't listen because there's so many opinions and so many hearsay things being said people are in not social media. The whole thing, though. People are not watching the right. whole special, but Rudy, you said you watched it um, this past weekend once. What's your take on it? Well, um, First off, let me say that that uh, there was definitely moments where we was like, yo, he's wilding right now. Like, he's going in, right? Yeah. And and I will say this, that... Super Jews. Right, right, right. I will say this, <laughs> that, like, the, the, the era that I grew up in, right, was you made... You poked fun at the people that you respected. You know, like, like mm. it takes... It takes looking at someone as a human being and recognizing them to be able to poke fun at them in the first place. 
So that's a certain affinity that I just that I just have. And and, you know, I understand that you can't expect everyone to be of that culture. And so like when I deal with people, you know what I mean? Like I don't that's not necessarily the first thing that I throw out at. You know what I mean? Like that's usually that side of my personality is usually saved for people that I'm very close with that I know can handle it and that I know can shoot the shit right back at me. Right. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like I've been told I look like Sinbad since I was a young kid. I got a funny shape. <laughs> you actually do look like him right now. Now that you say it and you took your hat off. Yeah, you do look like him. I'm sorry, but, but you, you do. They ain't lying. You know what I'm saying? So, 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 you know, there's there's that there's that side of it that I naturally have a bias towards. Right. Mm-hmm. But then there's the other side of it where, you know, as I got into like the art community and stuff like that, obviously that's when I started really being around a lot of people from the LGBTQ plus community. And I've learned a lot. I've learned a lot from being around them about mental health um, uh, and, and, and things like that. There's a lot of conversations that the LGBTQ plus community um, has been having for a long time amongst amongst themselves that I respect <clears throat> to the fullest because it's conversation yeah. that a lot of us in the straight community just don't have or we try to, especially as men, that we try to ignore and, and, and push away having these conversations mm. about mental health and stuff. So there's a lot of respect that I have. And, you know, it's not it's not my place to tell someone what they should and shouldn't be offended by. It's just, it's just not my place. Whether I, whether I see it or or not, it's just not my place to tell somebody not to be offended by something. But however, however, art, what good is art if you can't piss people off sometimes? That's true. Yeah, what I mean, good I is agree. art if you can't be controversial and walk and walk a scary line. Those people, yeah. what they're, good? they're ruining everything. They're pretty much yeah, ruining listen, everything. You can't, you can't have fun. You can't say anything. You gotta exactly. be censoring and everything. It's like fuck even that. on this show, and it's even like, on this very show, yo. That's even on this show, we be scared of, sometimes. Like I'm not scared. I'm, I'm not no, scared. not scared. But you know I what I mean. Say I what the fuck I no, want no. to say. Not that we're scared, <laughs> but you know if what you I mean. Like we be talking like, oh, you know, <laughs> I'm surprised you're still watching us. No, you you on Wednesdays because I'm on. No, you you know what I mean, Ivan. Like you know, oh, we shouldn't say this, we shouldn't say that, but it's like, come on now. But the thing is, the thing is. A lot of people that, for example, I'm sorry, I love one of my dear friends, but one of our friends DM does this whole thing real of someone basically bashing Dave Chappelle and blah, 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 blah. And my simple question was, did you watch the, Did you watch it? No. So you're doing, like, this is the problem with the internet nowadays. Yeah. One person says this and it just spreads like wildfire. It's clickbait. No done their research. No one's done their research, but everyone wants to be offended and cancel someone. I watched this, and I actually watched it a second time today. I had to watch it a second time because I continue seeing the post. And just because this one friend who sent us that real earlier, I had to watch it again. Just Child, to, like, I ignored it. Like, and, and my thing is, okay, Dave, what he did was, like every comedian, you have to kind of create a story of what you're, I'm not a comedian myself. But I've been, just like I love Broadway and theater, I've all, I love to laugh and I love comedians. I love going to comedy shows. I love to laugh. In this fucked up world, we need to laugh, people. And one thing about, I know about comedians is they, they kind of construct a story. So they pick like one main kind of topic that they continue harping on. This happened to be this because of his past peer, um, you know, specials and the gay community I'm going at him. 
But if you really watch the whole special, people, you will see he's paying homage to someone he that is actually trans that he actually looked up to, like and, and, and gave a chance to and had a relationship with, and who actually is waiting for that person's daughter when they're 21 to like give them. So it's so much more, and it just pisses me off that people are so quick to let's cancel, but haven't even seen the whole show and get the whole context. Yes, he hit some controversial notes. He said some controversial things. But again, it's comedy. I feel bad for people like Lisa and, Lampanelli. I don't you know, know if you know who... Ne- God. I, I mean, love that bitch. I was saying, if, you guys, <laughs> like, if you guys don't like a comedian or you guys don't like something, don't pay to go there. That's all simple as that. That's but, and this, that was some of his jokes. That was some of his jokes too. Like. You know how he is. You know the type of person he is. He's going to be controversial. You're going to say some shit you don't like. If you don't like but it, is, just don't yeah. go. Same thing. If you don't like something that somebody posts, don't watch it. Don't scroll on it. Why do you have to... Like the, the, the thing that we have nowadays is that everybody has to be liked and everybody has to be accepted. No, just live your life. People are going to accept you no matter what. When you try shoving shit on people's throat, that's when you piss people off and that's when you start annoying people. You know, like yeah. a lot of people feel oppressed, but I feel like the LGBT community is one of the open, especially in, 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 in cities like Providence, that have a more availability than a lot of the straight people. Like you know, we have a right. lot of things. We have a night we have a night a night parade where you have men prolonging down the street in their underwears, freaking b- bouncing their shit around like a sack of potatoes, and there's kids and everybody and family on the street. But a lot of we, but, we, a lot of people want to think like, oh no, they're oppressed, they're oppressed. No, it's not. We're not oppressed. People you But that's the thing to add on Charlie, to that, go ahead. Really quick. To add on to that. Just like I've said this before, when we've had serious conversations, especially when we started this podcast a year ago in the midst of a pandemic, and there was so much shit going on that we had to discuss. Just like I said before, the Black community, we got to do better between ourselves if we want change. The same thing for the LGBTQ plus X, Y, and Z community. Why? Because we want to sit here and condemn and cancel someone who is doing a job, essentially, and again, you guys have to see the whole show to really get the story and get what he's saying. But yet, within our own umbrella, we're shading each other, racing each other down. We, we're very colorism. No fats, yeah. no femmes, no this. Um, and I'm sorry, but I dated racist around, too. I dated someone. Yeah, of course, racist. I dated someone where I was around a lot of the trans community for a certain period of time. And between those those people themselves, from because I'm an observer. I'm an observer. I'm not. I'm shy and I'm quiet, but I'm also observing. I'm an observer. With, with no, those people themselves, they're shading themselves. Or like, oh, she didn't take hormone pills. Which, if a straight person or someone else said it, oh, you're being transphobic. But why, between the community itself, we could tear each other down and dart each other like that? Oh, do you need to take your moan pills? Ooh, baby, you didn't because have that good surgery. You didn't have that good surgery. And this is the trans community and the gays between That's themselves. That's because right, we yeah. better because you know because you know what it is. other people. It's the same it's thing. It's the same thing. How it is in in, in society and 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 way of life in our own family. In, in everything, in every type of relationship, even politicians, even anything. If as long as you're one of us and you're with us, it's okay. 
like you know with the like what you were saying right now in the gay community within ourselves you can make fun of each other but if somebody else does it same thing with your family member we can crack on each other but the minute somebody else does it it's a problem you know but we're 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 willing to tear down our cousin say oh you're fat stop eating so much you know like but we don't know what that's doing to them internally but if somebody else mm. says it then it's a problem and it's the same thing when it comes to to politicians because another thing and i'm going to say it now because i'm on a roll is another reason why i don't like that aoc thing because when somebody else was in president she was at the border crying oh god let them out let them out but now this like even overwhelming people there that bitch has never been to the border crying for her photo op but i'm just saying it's everywhere it's every it's mm -hmm. it's, it's everywhere and everybody needs to stop being fake and look to yourself in the mirror stop trying to cancel everybody out let people live their lives if you don't like what they're doing don't watch them just keep scrolling tune off you don't have to like everybody and everybody doesn't like have to like you I know. Yeah, I agree with you. Here, I agree. Here, real quick to wrap this wrap, real quick to wrap this up. Yeah. I agree with you, Ivan, a hundred percent. And there was something that I was listening to today, actually, on a podcast that Charlie shared with me from the Joyce Meyer podcast, and she said something along the lines where the Bible teaches you not to bear grudges and ignore insults against us, and you're basically not supposed to get offended easily. And in today's society, mm -hmm. I feel like a lot of people get offended so easy, especially the LGBT community, whereas, and this is what Dave Chappelle said, back in the day, those Stonewall gays that were marching and basically <laughs> fighting like hood-ass motherfuckers trying to get their mm -hmm. rights, they weren't offended and they weren't taking things lightly. Now, in today's society, people are so quick to get offended by things that they want to cancel and write people off. And that's where I feel like people need to listen to others before they make up their mind in, in any cancel. topic or discussion. Right. So, oh, All right. right. So moving sorry. on, on a lighter <laughs> note. <laughs> I, had show, I had to show the picture of AOC, sorry, because I, I I couldn't do it because I was going on a rant. I was like, I wanted to show it. Now while I was talking. Yeah, no, a little bit, just the ending. Oh, look at her. Can I just add one more thing? Go ahead, Rudy. Can I just add one more thing? I know I know, we're trying to we're trying to move on from this from this topic to get to something else. But, Let them but out. Um, Let them out. Styles, Ivan. Styles P, Styles P from The Locks um, was on The Breakfast Club and actually had a great um, a great thing that he said regarding to the baby, the baby's comments. And he was like, you know, when you when you cancel somebody, and stuff like that, it evades the 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 difficult conversation that actually needs to needs to be had, and you lose the opportunity to actually educate and teach somebody. You understand what I'm saying? Because it's like once you once you just once you just cancel them out and stuff like that, you know, it, it's like it's like we talk about like mental health and stuff like that or whatever. But there's a lot of there's a lot of nuances to these things. You know, we 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 like to talk about mental health and specific in specific places but then not in all places mm. right and there's there's certain mm. associations that we grew up um uh that that have given us preconceived notions about people certain words that was like slang and stuff like like the f word growing up to me was very casual i would mm. never say that today because i've i've grown i've been around people and and i just I just look at it like if it the F word, the N word, and the B word. I just I try not mm. to say it as much. You understand what I'm saying? Because it's like if it's gonna offend somebody, I'd rather and that's not what I'm trying to do, then I'd rather not even not even go there. You understand what I'm saying? Mm. But mm -hmm. but he did I, I love his his breakdown of it when he was saying that like, you know, it just evades like nobody nobody's talking to people to 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 speak to them about these things and stuff like that. And hopefully 
you know, educate them better. It's just, it's just creating more, just, you know, you're on this side and I'm on this side and where we can't, we can't be, whereas me, like I'm a great area dude. Like I got love for any and everybody. I got friends in the LGBTQ plus community. I got friends that did time in jail, whatever, been shot and stabbed. Like I got friends all over the place and I, it, it, but it's because there's no, like, I'm willing to let, I'm willing to let go of whatever cultural things made me bias in a negative way and embrace, mm. embrace new information. But when you cancel somebody, you block the ability of them embracing new information. Exactly. Yeah. I love that. And when you think about it, when we came as a society, what we are right now, we are where we are right now because of exchanging of ideas. We yeah. learn yeah. different foods because we communicate with one another. If we start canceling people because of things that we don't like, we're never going to evolve. It's Halloween, y'all. And now it's time for our trick or treat contest. This week's contest, each week this um this month for Halloween, we want a trick for a treat. Basically, this week's um a trick was what it was pretty easy. What was the movie that Johnny Depp made his feature film debut in? And what West Craven movie did Johnny Depp make his feature film debut in? Um listen guys, I'm disappointed in some of you guys watching and that <laughs> answered. It, it it was like a dagger to my heart. Give the give the give, give the bad answers so we can. It, they're probably you funny. guys said Freddy Krueger. <laughs> okay, Freddy Krueger is the killer. Freddy Krueger is the guy. But the movie's called Nightmare on Elm Street. So all right entries. There you go. Ivan's wearing the correct ass right there. Nightmare on Elm Street is the correct ass. So everyone who entered, it's right here. So you guys won't say there's no rigor mortis. <laughs> Get it, Rigamore. Come on, little Rigamore. hamster wheel. <laughs> Let's see. Ooh. Oh, the first one falls out. Oh, and the winner is Fresh Phrase Sense. They won the contest. Oh. They won. Yes. Yes. So I they love... won. So we'll definitely be sending you guys. Um, congrats. Yeah, we'll definitely be sending you guys. That's Stephania, your... right? Stefania, yeah. Yeah. yeah, Stefania. We'll hey, what up, Stefania? Shout out to Stefania. She'll be on December first. Everything, yes. but now, who doesn't like? Do you guys like Poquito? I mean, it's almost the holidays, right? Oh yeah. You guys yeah. like Poquito, right? I don't so, drink, so I don't. You know. No. Oh, nah, well, nah. for the ones who do drink, next week's contest. This week's contest, we are giving away Coquito hey, made by nice. yours truly. So if you had my Coquito. You know what's up. <laughs> all you got to do, all you got to do is share our inner, our inner circle flyer or, or at the inner circle on your stories and you get entered to win. So either add it on your stories at the inner circle or share our flyers and you're definitely entered to win a bottle of Coquito. How easy is that? Yes. And it's almost the holidays too. You could say that bottle for Thanksgiving you know, mm. so that's our next content. We'll definitely post it on our all our social medias. Um, so check that out. And Rudy, yo, dude, thank thank you so <laughs> much for being here. Like, where this is your time to sell yourself? I like to joke and say like a prostitute in the corner. <laughs> that's my joke. But um, but this is time to sell yourself. Tell the people where they could catch the bread. Your upcoming appearances. I know you have a few. I follow you. Where they could follow you, tell the good people everything of Cash App if you got Cash App. This is your time, bro. Sell yourself. 
Yeah, no doubt. Well, b- before I do that, something that we mentioned off camera that I actually want to say on camera to your audience um, is that uh, me and Charlie go super, super, way, way, way back, yeah. like pre-puberty <laughs> oh, yeah. days and stuff. Sega <laughs> Genesis, Sonic the Hedgehog, mm-hmm. the one that had tails and knuckles playing the two-player mode and all that, man. We go so far back, so it's so great. It's so great to see you something doing, see you doing something positive, something cool like oh, this. Thank you, and man. um, it's 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 great to come full circle. You know what I'm saying? And be in the inner circle. You know. When 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 so we can make myself. No, go ahead. Go, go, was no, no, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. I was just joking. Oh, my fault, my fault, my fault. Yeah, no. So you can hit me up on Instagram at it's Rudy Rue I T S R U D Y R U. I have a Twitter. I don't really use it much or whatever, but if you hit me up on there, I'll start talking to you too. Um, same thing at it's Rudy Rue. I'm on Facebook, Rudy Rue. Um, if you look up Rudy Rue or Rudy Rudacious, spelled like this on my shirt on YouTube, I got videos of uh, me doing uh, poetry and stuff like that and, and performances and everything like that. Um, but the main thing that we're talking about right now is deep red. Please, please, please make sure that you go check this out. This is independently done, man. This is all independent out of my brother's pocket so i want to make sure he gets some compensation back damn it you know what I'm saying? Yeah, <laughs> but, yeah, absolutely it's but, really um, good no, guys. no seriousness though this was this was something that um you know my brother came to me with a with a dream and an idea and a vision and um and and we saw it all the way through um 11 and a half hour shoots you know what i'm saying like the main the main storyline when you guys see it um that that took 11 and a half hours we started filming at 5 p.m and didn't stop filming until 4.30 in the morning. Wow. And um, the place that we filmed at was all the way in Savoy, Mass. So that was two hours of driving back in, you know what I'm saying, up and back uh, on top of shooting for that long, you know? Yeah. Um, we put a lot of grind into this, you know what I'm saying? Filmed outside in the tropical storm. You know what I'm saying? Uh, uh, a lot of just a lot of just blood, sweat, and tears went into this project. And so like, you know, I, I really want to make sure that people get a chance to come and see it. It's something very special. It's unique. It's beautiful. It is horror, but you know, but but it, it it's it's not just limited to horror. If that makes sense, you no, know, it's thought provoking. No, it's, it's mm. you know what I mean. Like like Charlie said earlier, it's thought provoking. It makes you think. You know what I mean. It, it and hope hopefully sparks conversations and stuff. And like people that. could relate to it. People could relate yeah. to it. I'm telling you, people gonna relate. People can relate to and it's not even that long. And it's not even that long. Trust me. We did all this. We did all this in less than an hour. You know, like I said, yep. You can watch this. You can definitely watch that. It's it's about less than forty minutes while you're taking a shit. You know, brushing your teeth, (laughs) brushing your teeth in the morning. Just pop that. No excuse. We have got no excuse. You can watch that shit. So the way to work. You can find the film Deep Red. It's spelled with two D's at the end of Red. It's R E D D. Um, Deep Red. Um, you can find it on my brother's channel, Shiesty L. Um, also, his um, he, he has an album out called Deep Red, which is actually the soundtrack to the film. So it wasn't just the film that we dropped. It's also a soundtrack. Shiesty L is, no lie, one of the most consistent, underrated rappers here in Rhode Island that doesn't get the credit he deserves, in my opinion. You know, what you guys are seeing with this Deep Red film is him finally having more of the resources to do what he's been wanting to do. I mean, this is a brother who, you know, I'm not putting his business out there because he's talked about it in songs or whatever, but I mean, he was gangbanging. He's from Far Rockaway in Queens, New York or whatever. He was out there gangbanging, you know, spending time in the Bronx or whatever, banging blood and shit like that. And, you know, decided to change his life for the better. This is a brother who went to New England tech and stuff like that so that he can learn 
how to how to shoot and, and edit films and understand these films so that he can do it for himself so that he doesn't have to go and ask for somebody else's money so that he can invest in himself, be 100 percent artistic, have artistic control over it. So, you know, when you when you support this film, Deep Red, you're supporting independence, you're supporting someone who's willing to bank on themselves and, and bet on themselves and. And it's, 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 it's bravery, you know, who, who doesn't respect that at the end of the day. So, so it's, it's, and, and, and it's just the loyalty between he and I, you know what I'm saying? What I'm saying me and him been cool for like 10 years now, a little bit over 10 years. We've been through, we've been through thick and thin, man. I've been there for him. I was there for him when his mother passed away. Um, He's been there for me when I'm going through bouts of depression, just talking and talking to me and stuff like that. And, you know, and, and we were able to come together on this project, you know, both as evolved, you know, more grown men, that we've helped each other grow. You understand what I'm saying? And, yeah. and, and now, you know, we've been able to do this project and it's just it's just a beautiful thing all across the board. So we love sure to see it. Yes, yes, please make sure you go watch this. Please, please, please. Definitely please, give please. you my props to your boy. Cause like I said, the editing, aside from the acting, the editing, I was like, wow. Like, so definitely tell your boy, I definitely give him props for that. Cause that it was awesome definitely, surge, man. It was definitely good. Surge on the yeah. editing, man. Definitely. All right, gentlemen, it's, it's now time to play our last game of the night. And Rudy, since you're our guest, our special guest, you're playing it solo. So the name of the the name of the game is Pick Your Poison. You're basically gonna pick from two options. Um, basically, your poison. Yeah. There are gonna be questions that are gonna be kind of hard to even want to do. But you got to choose them. <laughs> <All right. laughs> it's like end of the world questions, but the, it's not the end of the world. All right. So you. the first question is, would you rather never have sex again or lose one minute of your life every time you laugh? Each. <laughs> God damn. Because <laughs> I laugh a lot. <laughs> I'm I... laughing right now. That's a minute gone right there. I'd be oh, dead. Man. I'd be dead in four days. I know, right? For real. Like, oh man. Could I masturbate? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Would, I don't know. That, oh, that, 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 so I don't know. That's not Let's, oh, we can make man. the we can make the rules. Yes, you can. Yeah. <laughs> Next. <laughs> All right, then. Nah, it don't, it don't, it don't, it don't equate the same, man. So I, yeah. I'm, I'm gonna say the last. I'm gonna do the Fine. last, man. I got, you know what I'm saying. <laughs> All right. Would you rather be hungover for the rest of your life, or kick a wall with Ooh. a toothpick lodged in your big toe? Ooh, that's what hard. The fuck? I guess I, I guess I'm gonna go with the hungover. Fuck it. Yeah, <laughs> it's okay. You could just take some oregano oil. Yeah. All right. <laughs> Okay, would you only be able to have sex if your family member is watching? Or would you call your parents every time you're about to have sex and ask them for permission? What? <laughs> Mom, I'm about, to, I'm about to bang this girl from the movies. Is it cool? Pick your poison. Listen, 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 listen. That one, that one to me is easy because I'd rather ask for permission than having my family member watching. Yeah, that's true. Like, oh, you know cool. what I'm saying? Like, like, me and like, I got, I got, I'm close with my family. Like, come on, like, nah, that's easy, easy. Ask for permission, that's easy. Mom, I, I don't want them there though. Like, I'm not that close with my yeah, family. Yeah, nah. All right, be like, mom, mom, turn left a little bit. 
Turn a little bit to the left. I can still see you. <laughs> am, I doing, am I doing it right, Ma? Am I doing it right? Am I doing it right? <laughs> so the next one, the next one is a little nasty. Would you rather poop every poop a little bit every time you fart, or drink a diarrhea milkshake? Oh Lord, these are crazy. Oh my God! Not, we're not guess, this you know week. what? You know what? It's I'm poison. Gonna go, I'm gonna go with the poop every time you fart, because then I can get Chart. ready for it. I can get ready for uh, it. Yep. See, because if I know I'm going far, if I know I'm going far, I'm gonna be like, "Excuse me, I got a condition." <laughs> well, that and you can wear diapers, <laughs> adult diapers. All right. So the last one is gonna be, oh Jesus, uh, would you swallow a used condom you found oh, on the God. sidewalk, or ke- kill ten people and get away with it? I'll get killed. <laughs> this is listen, listen, listen. I, I, I might, I might, I might, I might like. Can I, I pick the people? Some, like this is gonna be very, very selfish. This is gonna be very, very selfish. Like, yo, ten people gotta go, B. Ten people. I'm gotta saying, go, can I, <laughs> can I pick them? Can I pick what ten people? Because I'm sorry. Yeah, it, 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 but you know what? You know what though? You know what though? It, if I got my choosing, I'll make sure it's like ten people that like we kind of. <laughs> kind of want them out of here, you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm, I'm gonna make it good, you know what I'm saying? I'm gonna make it good. Oh, All right, man. well, thank you for playing. I know that was a little hard for you. <laughs> yeah, that was wild, yo. That was wild. Mm. I don't know if I'll be we in gotta... the office now after have to answer some of these. <laughs> <laughs> I know, right? Damn. Oh, man. <laughs> Sorry, but you could be you could be the next Denzel Washington. There you go. <laughs> yeah, you know what I'm saying? Straight up, baby. <laughs> Uh, but hey, and then after Denzel, listen, anyone could be a president nowadays. Then you could be the president. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? For real. I know Schwarzenegger was a governor in California. Hey, there you go. There you go. <laughs> there you go. All right, Rudy. Well, thank you so much for joining us, dude. It's been a pleasure. Check out Deep Red yes, on YouTube. Yes. Share, like, watch again. It's like, I can't, I can't tell you guys how good, like, even me and my brothers was talking about it in the group chat today. It's really good. Check it out on YouTube. Check our boy Rudy out on all his other social medias, his upcoming appearances in Providence. Ivan, tell the good people where they could find us and check us out. You can find us on Instagram, Facebook. Definitely uh, subscribe to our YouTube channel so you don't miss out on any episodes. You can definitely catch up on our, on our videos if you if you just tuned in recently. Definitely go on our YouTube. Definitely uh, check out our episode from the beginning where we definitely talk to Rudy and catch up with him in the beginning while we get to know him. Um, definitely check out if you are in the drive, on the way to work, on the way to the gym. You got no excuses because we are on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and iHeartRadio. So definitely subscribe to all the channels. Definitely share with your mama. Baby mamas, daddies, baby daddies, sugar daddies, side daddies, <laughs> su- sugar mamas, fucking your grinder hookup, your fucking glory hole me. Everyone. <laughs> Everyone. Share with everybody. Right in the fucking Goodbye. Head. Right in the bathroom stall while you're taking the shit. Uh, All right. All right, guys. We'll we love you, you guys. We'll Peace. see you guys next week. Peace.